You are now listening to the Geek World Podcast. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Geek World Podcast, where we discuss comic books, anime, video games, so much more. And here with another topic of the demon tropes and everything going on in Shonen. And I'm here with my special guest. I'm going to introduce her to Panda. What's up? What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Panda Dadon, better known as the OG Panda, better known as Pitbull Panda, better known as Panda with the Hammer, better known as the Haikyuu Ambassador, better known as Panda on the water. like that man straight fresh out of the um worst gen pod man shout out to everybody over there period man and thank you for joining me on this one too i appreciate you coming no it's no problem like i'm happy to be here you know happy to always come and visit people from across the way and stuff I'm glad I have you. And so this one, I wanted to explore the demon trope that goes on in Shonen and everything that is it a good thing, oversaturated, because throughout the years we've seen um, demons uh, be a repetitive thing in the Shonen genre with certain types of animes. Uh, They might kind of copy the formula or try just to like make the character more powerful with this type of trope. So just to start things off, um, Panda, do you think the demon trope is too repetitive in the shonen genre? I don't think so. And the reason I say that is because you think of like Japanese folklore, there's like a lot of like creatures, um, ghosts, demons, like the own, like Oni and ogres and um, different types of like, mythological creatures in Japanese folklore. So it's not really surprising that they have, that that translates into like the media. Like usually your media is a, a, is more, not a representation, but kind of a mirror to reality and culture. So in Japanese culture, there's like a lot of like legends and stuff um, associated with uh, demons and monsters and stuff like for example this isn't specifically a demon but you can get you can kind of call it there's more of a ghost there's this lady called bakuchi sakeona um mm-hmm. a slit mouth woman and what she is like if you walk in by yourself at night usually you run into her she'll ask you if she's pretty and if you say yes uh she'll take off her mask and you'll see like slits in her mouth if you say yes then she'll make you look like her and usually ends up with someone being killed um you being killed if you say no then she'll kill you anyway so the, to get away from the Tuchisaka on it you have to ask her are you pretty and then watch these confused run away so that was an example so i don't think it's oversaturated but i don't like it when it's not done properly and by that mean i mean it's just like thrown in there for the hell of it like you know mecca's and yasuke i know really like that's okay that was a whole different other shit like I, I'm, uh, one of my episodes i call it a disappointment because you, you already know how you already know how that went 
Look, look, we talked about that on Anime After Dark way too much. Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> understood this time, and when it came to critiquing the fuck out of that, but like, I don't think of being like, I want to say demonology, which is the study of demons, but that's not specifically what we're talking about. But having demons within Japanese uh, anime and stuff, it, you know, I don't think it's overdone. I think it's just kind of like, that's just like saying, that may be like saying having monsters and stuff shows. Um, but yet, I use superheroes when it comes to American media. Just like having way too many superhero movies. But you know, superheroes are part of our media. So even though they're not real, specifically, like we see a lot of it or... We see a lot of shows where there's violence and stuff. That's a mirror of our media. Like I think it just it just depends on the culture. So I don't think that's a big big thing. I just really like it when shows get into the folklore of different demons and stuff. But I also like it when it's just done properly. I haven't really thought about there being a lot of shows with like specifically focus on demons. But I don't know. But I also was a supernatural fan too. So I just don't really mind it either. Yeah, because I know, like, with some, like, shown is, like, when they have, they'll have the protagonist and some shows, like, you could say either whether it's Black Clover, Jujutsu Kaisen, Naruto, like, it's, like, when they have this demon inside them or they have some connection with a demon, and it's good to see, like, some shows, they can execute it properly, but some shows, it's, like, are they... Are they just using it for a power up just to like when they get caught up in like they get caught up in a circumstance where they can't get out of? I think when it comes to that, like, so that, I feel like the whole demon, like person having a demon within them is also kind of a reference to the beast within. So we, yeah. my original recollection of the beast within is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or yeah which another one or more, not recent, but something like most people already know, The Incredible Hulk. You know, the monster inside that comes out when there's extreme bouts of emotion or extreme circumstances. Um, so I think that's not really a new concept. Um, and it's certainly not, whether it's American media or Japanese media, I don't think that's a new concept. But, um, and when it comes to just, I don't know, because I feel like it's also based off of I don't know. I'm not fully sure what demonic possession, how much that plays a role in Japanese culture. But, you know, American culture, we see a lot of like demons possessing humans. We see the exorcists. Yeah, like vampires um, and stuff like werewolves. We're vampires, werewolves, but especially like insidious, um, all of insidious. In fact, the conjuring um, incidents where demons and demon like demonic possession in real life was something that so that might be alluding to that too. But the idea that like someone has like a monster inside of them or a beast inside of them or a demon inside of them, I think that's just based off the idea of like people having another side to themselves or like a beast within that comes out in certain circumstances. Right, because even like with some other like with the shonens where they have like they gotta they they like like they'll have this demon power and then they'll like when they meet that person like who's the demon it's like oh we're gonna be like we're cool and like you know like we, we get along you know like they mm-hmm. they grow to like each other and everything and sometimes sometimes i'm I, I get it but sometimes i'm like yo isn't this motherfucker like evil as shit and you're on a good side but i guess because they try to say share the same body they're trying to make like like compromise i think in the case of like karama 
um, and Naruto, Kurama had a past where he was raised up by the Sage Six past and the Sage Jai and like humanity and all of his greed for power, of course, try to utilize the power of the tail beast. So that's also probably why he has a lot of negative chakra because of what his interactions with humans after, you know, basically his father, Jason, and the Sage Six Paths that passed away. Now, as far as I can, I haven't watched Black Clover, so I can't speak of that. But like based off the example she gave, but Jujutsu Kaisen is something that I like. I think it does a better job mm-hmm. because like Sukuna isn't like most of the time other demons like like other demons is another entity, but he's not Karama at all. Mm-hmm. Sukuna like as far as I know, I hope that Gigi doesn't do this. Like Sukuna doesn't have some sad, sad like sad backstory. There's like Sukuna is just evil because and d- destroys he wants to do as he can. And like, and I hate when people compare Sukuna and like Naruto, like Sukuna to Karama because they're not the fucking same. Naruto, like Karama is locked in, like locked inside of Naruto and can only be removed, like taken out or get out with the seal. But Sukuna, Sukuna can take over Yuji based on the pact they made that Yuji does not remember at all. So Sukuna has more freedom and more autonomy compared to Karama. Also, there is no making friends. When if for those who people who read Jujutsu Kaisen's manga, y'all know why Sukuna is not gonna be friends with Yuji at the end of this. He might use Yuji for his own personal goals because no one knows what the fuck Sukuna wants at the end outside of destruction and mayhem. Like he might use Yuji for his goals and stuff, but he's not gonna make friends with this guy because Sukuna is not that type of character. And I think that's why I really enjoy it because although it's good to see you know, the bad guy kind of turned good a little bit. That's cool sometimes. And sometimes I just need a motherfucker to just stay evil because that's what they want to do. Exactly. Like, I don't I don't need talk no jutsu. I don't need the power of friendship to change this motherfucker's mind because people aren't, like, a lot of people aren't like that in real life. People are irredeemable when it comes to certain aspects of their personality. Exactly. For example, a, a big example of, like, a villain who is complete, like, and I say this because I don't read comics, but from what I understand, it's not removable. It's the Joker. There is no changing him. There is no making him a good person. There is no making him a good guy on fighting with Batman instead of against him. He's chaos incarnate. And sometimes we need those villains that are chaos incarnate. I want Or Carnage. Carnage will be might be a good example. Exactly. Cassie will be a good example of villains who just want to be evil and destroy because they can and they want to. Not everyone needs a sorrow, sad, sorrowful, sad backgrounds to make people feel empathetic. Although sometimes that's good, but sometimes I just want a motherfucker to be evil because shit, I want to destroy the world. I want to see people suffer. Sometimes those villains are okay too. I just want to live my life and watch motherfuckers suffer for it. That's it. That's because I want to. But we don't know a lot about Sakuna's background, and I'm just saying that purpose from what I already know so far about Sakuna and what we said of him in the manga. So for you anime onlys, hold your Okurama and Sakuna are basically the same because that's he, they're not at fucking all. So. Exactly. Yeah. And do you feel like um, when it comes to like Jujutsu Kaisen and the whole like, oh somebody has, the protagonist has this secret demon power, do you feel like they are the best ones when it comes to putting their own twist on it? I'm not really sure of the question. Maybe I'm, I'm misunderstanding it. Are you saying like, <laughs> like for example, like with Black Clover, like he has he has like Asta, he has demon powers, but he uses it. Mm-hmm. He uses it as a power up to like 
like beat his opponents and Naruto kind of does the same and a little bit of Inuyasha when he when he becomes a full-blooded demon. Mm-hmm. So you feel do you think that like Jujutsu Kaisen is like a better example of like putting its own like yeah, he uses it as a power but at the same time he can't just keep spamming it if that makes sense. I, I do I just think I kind of, I think I had a kind of a conversation with Leek about this and like he pointed this out. Shout out to Leek, um one of my co-hosts from, from Worst GM. He said that the thing Gojo told Yuji is that you don't always use Kuna's abilities because you have your own, like, cursed power. Because remember, like, it wasn't that Yuji was born with this special power or having this demon inside. He just chose to ingest Sakuna himself. And that manifested in who we know as Sakuna living inside of you, well, having Yuji as his host. So I think... I think what Jujutsu cuts and does as a good job is, like, even when Yuji wanted to use Sakuna's power, Sakuna said no. Like when Junpei got turned into one of uh, Mahito's little, you know, deformed uh, transmuted humans or whatever the fuck. Yeah. He asked Sakuna to help him, and Sakuna said, "Nigga, nah," and what? laughed about it with Mahito. So that's and that's what makes a big difference. Was like him, so Yuji isn't necessarily using Sakuna's abilities specifically. He's he might be like it kind of might be a foundation, but like he Yuji has his own cursed his cursed um cursed bil- abilities separate from Sakuna. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it, I think it it's it's not exactly the same as Naruto or Black Clover or any Yasha or any like oh I'm gonna use your power to power myself up no. Gojo said, like, I do remember Gojo saying, like, you have your own abilities. You, you don't have to. You, you, can, you can use a little bit of Sakuna's power, but it's still his own ability. It's still Yuji's own abilities. It's not spamming Sakuna and using his abilities. Because if that was the case, then Yuji could have saved Junpei. And that wasn't the case. Exactly. Because I know, like, like, and I know you've probably seen this before, too. It's like when um, Naruto and even if you're not too familiar with Asta, sometimes when they learn how to use these, like, dark powers and everything, they, like, Oh well, I'm gonna use it to my own advantage. To where like with Jujutsu Kaisen, it's like, nah, you don't get that special privilege when you see like it's peers using, just trying to like, oh, I'm gonna just use this to defeat what's his name and or whatever bad guy. And then when you see like Yuji, he can only he can he can't even he got to go through Sukuna before he can even touch that. Yeah, he has to get like utilize his own ability. He can't you he can't fully. So like Yuji's not 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 gonna be able to use Malevolent Shrine, use Sakuna's domain expansion, mm-hmm. and I don't think even if he asked them, it, that wouldn't happen because Sakuna and Yuji, those Yuji, though Yuji is Sakuna's host, they're still two different abilities, two different beings with different abilities. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I say a, a good example of Yuji using his own abilities in a fight, not necessarily Sakuna's, is when he met Toto, and Toto had to taught him how to use um the black flash right. well, i taught him but like basically gave him uh, gave him a better idea of how to use his his powers mm-hmm. which helped out a lot we saw you black flash i want to say four times four i want to say it was four times so that would be an example of like usually using his old abilities and not necessarily depending on sakuna to power him up which is what i really enjoy because i think that causes like that gives Yuji his autonomy despite being a host. And that gives Sakuna, which he was going to get anyway, his own autonomy without having to let someone else siphon off his abilities. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, I see where you're coming from with that one because that's one's it's like a way better one. And to another question I have, it's like, like in future shonen anime, like, you know, I don't know if you ever seen like, uh, this is a, a example to like fairy tale. I forgot her name, but she has like a demon powers too that she can use. And, you know, like, it's like, if it's not the main character, it's like either a side character or somebody, they have this like demonic or devil or some type of dark energy power that they could tap into or talk to or whatever. So in future shown in anime, uh, is there something like you would like to see different done with demon powers? Um, let me think. Let me think. Because for me, like, I would say like, I think there should be like, more consequences when you use it more like you know like i guess say like an inuyasha or naruto or black clover i feel like this should be some type of repercussion or some type of backlash when you use these dark powers instead of saying okay i'm done powering up you go back to the hole um or even like maybe like they lose some of their lifespan or they or they got some type of curse or something instead of just using it as like you know like a super saiyan move and then you just go back to normal or some type of dark, uh, some type of dark consequence to it. Because I think there, you know. I feel like there is like an anime series where that has happened. I can't think of any right now. My mind is drawing an absolute blank. But I feel like there are some series where the drawbacks to using certain abilities are very, like the there are very heavy repercussions for you using certain abilities, especially when you're borrowing power from like demons or like monsters mostly demons for the sake of this conversation but i can't think of it i feel like i've watched at least a few of them um but as far as like the future of series i don't know when it comes to like hmm, when it comes to demons let me think yeah like when people say like like when you see like mainstream like say for example like naruto like when he learned how to use the nine tails chakra and he was using it to his advantage but it felt like Okay, he he can just tap into that when he wants to, like say like OG Naruto, like Naruto versus Sasuke when they were like, mm -hmm. I forgot what it's called. What was it? The the fall, like that waterfall place. It slipped. The name slips me at the time. Uh, but the, the retreat wall. The, the valley, the valley of End. That's it, not the valley of End. It was not. Uh, it was that retrieval arc with him and um Naruto and Sasuke were fighting that, but I think you know which one I'm talking about. Oh, it's, it's 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 the valley of End. Yeah. I, it was wait, hold on, hold on. Let me see, because I had to Google it to make sure that's what it's called. I know, but I feel like one. it's called the. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I think it's called the Valley of End. That I could be wrong. I could really be wrong. Yeah, it's called the Valley of End. Okay, Valley of the End. I was right. Ha! I <laughs> said, oh, it's let me. See. I haven't seen that fight in a minute, but it's like when they when they were fighting and he was using these nine tail chocolate powers which it makes sense because he learned how to use it but it's like at the same time it's like he can just tap into that whenever he wants to and it's like there's no like there's no backlash or nothing like that and i see that with it kind of like similar to like inuyasha when he turns into a full-blooded demon and he just can get like super powerful than he was in his previous form Actually, I think with Naruto, there is a drawback because Naruto didn't just like he might have used a little bit of the Nine Tails Chakra, but like when the cloak came on, Naruto didn't have a lot of control. Like he didn't intend for him to grow the cloak because as soon as Sasuke met your door through his chest, the Nine Tails Chakra manifested. Naruto, you know, gets injured to a point like 
the nine tails like chakra starts to take over heels or some way. I don't know. That's like not the best way to describe it. Because you have the cloak. We saw the, I think I want to say the two or three tail cloak when it was um, in the OG Naruto. And then when we fast forward, we see the four tails when he met with the Kabuto and Orochimaru on that bridge. And then after, when it came, when Pain attacked the village, even though he had a better manner of like use of his abilities, Pain attacked the village and then, you know, attacked Hinata, he went seven tail mode. And so I think Naruto didn't get a full grasp on Kurama's abilities until after he fought Kurama and, you know, met his mom and all that stuff. Um, and then I think that's when, that's when he actually made chakra, like it became a more of a mutual, um, like mutual, like Kurama mutually more so mutually gave his abilities, like gave his chakra to Naruto and they became more closer to allies than an internal conflict. But like before all that, Naruto, the drawback with Naruto using the nine tails chakra, at least like having too much of it is that his body was, would be taken out, taken over by the nine tails and at some point destroyed because after the four tail cloak soccer had to heal him and his skin was like burned off and i remember off that from the chakra from the nine tails chakra because it burned him so like the, the drawback to the using the nine tails chakra was just the possibility of, of karama taking him over completely and getting out of naruto to you know go back to what, what he was doing before he was placed in him i remember that too for me, what I was trying to say also is like it kind of takes away the risk because it's like not just with Naruto, mm. but with other like um, shonen animes with this hidden demon power. It's like if they're like close to death and it's like, oh, snap. But then you like you think like, wait, they're not really going to die because such and such will save them or or they'll like something could tap into like that demon power. And it's just it kind of take away a little bit of the risk because, you know, like. Yeah, they may not kill off the main character, but it's like you know that they have some type of hidden power, dark power that they could tap into, or that it'll take over from them, like stop them from dying. Mm -hmm. So, so you're saying like you for you like you want to see like for example in real life, like well, quote unquote real life in most legends and folklore, when you make a deal with the devil or a demon, like like either you gonna get your soul taken to hell. Or you get some type of repercussion from it. So you want to see heavier consequences for an MC that uses powers, especially powers that are from a demon, whether that's internal or with a contract or with the, whichever. You want to see heavier consequences rather than just, okay, I borrowed it, I'm good. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. I think I think that's more realistic when you think about it. Um, because I'm pretty sure, like, I'm not super well-versed on demonology and the occult and stuff like that. Mm. And I know only, like, a couple of details on Japanese folklore, but when, in my mind, like, if you summon something from the other side, um, then there's always a price to pay for that. Like, whether you sacrifice someone else, whether you, like, that's actually, it's like Full Metal Alchemist or something. You know, it's clearly exchange. You have to give something to give, get something, basically. Right. So, like, that's kind of more realistic because you know i i know i believe that like there's like of course supernatural beings and demons and stuff will i ever in my life try to summon one no because like can't do it got mm -hmm. too much anxiety for that exactly that's that voodoo stuff but in voodoo voodoo hoodoo like i respect it like i respect the, the spirituality behind it 
I just don't invest myself into spiritual thing, like spirituality that I don't know fully because people be just like like think of this for example like Candyman people saying people might try it and say it a mere three times. Do I fully think that's a rational person? No. Will I ever try that in my life? Also, no, because like you never know, you might be flushed to something something else, or like the whole Bloody Mary legend, or legends of uh, like is it Hanako or Chan or something like that, like the legend of the Japanese like little girl who's in the bathroom, or these other folklore legends. Like, I'm gonna give this to one anybody. Don't get invested into these the spirituality of certain things. It's because it sounds cool and looks cool. Because you might end up fucking yourself over. Exactly. Even if you don't believe in that stuff, don't do it to yourself. Because I wouldn't try that. And I'm very much. I feel like I'm more like spiritual now than spiritual now than I am previously. And this is from someone who was raised up in Christianity. I don't think Christianity is the end all be all when it comes to spirituality and religion. I do believe in other forms like paganism and stuff like that. Even though that's not my, you know. My, my like turf to get into but um don't do that shit because for all you know because people be having ouija boards and stuff and there are rules to ouija boards like i know we're getting way off topic i'm sorry but it's just like there are consequences to everything that you do when it comes to ouija boards you're not supposed to do it in your home you're supposed to always say goodbye like you can't just use it and just be okay no you have to there are, if there's rules to use something when it comes to like spirituality don't do it Especially if you're not gonna do it right, because that's how you, people mess up. Cause I can't do it. Mm-mm. I'm a nerd too big now. Right, and see, like how you were saying, like there's consequences doing stuff like that, and that's what I was trying to um, say. Also, is because like when they when they tap into these demon powers or they take over their demon powers, it's like they either like you see them passed out or they're worn out, but it's not like that much of a heavy consequence. Like it doesn't like take that much of a toll onto them until mm-hmm. like maybe if it's further down in the story or maybe when the demon power grows stronger and stronger it's kind of like like somebody some people may say it could be like an ass pull sometimes you talking about like when there's like power a great power but absolutely no like repercussions and stuff like that yeah like you know what i'm saying they just pull mm-hmm. it out of the ass or something like that just for the sake yeah. of like yeah it's uh, um you're not or some people may say like i don't know if they if i'm using it correctly like plot armor just to save themselves it's kind of yeah it kind of would be plot armor or just like plot well yeah plot armor i think another good example of like people use abilities and they have consequences is um magica madoka i don't know if you ever watched that i never heard of that well, one madoka, madoka magica madoka magica um it's about these girls who um meet this supernatural creature mm-hmm. who offers them the chance to become magical girls to fight the witches. But in actuality, becoming a magical girl isn't as nice and great as it sounds because it's a dangerous job. And also, like, well, I don't want to spoil it. So spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched this. Well, I don't know if you're going to watch it, so I don't want to spoil it for you. But there are reaper- like great, huge repercussions to becoming a magical girl. Um, that the creature doesn't explain, but like it's more of a I didn't you didn't ask, so I didn't just tell you, but I didn't hide anything, which I understand because you know if something if somebody offers me to do something, I'm gonna ask questions. What you're supposed to do when it comes to any contract, but there were a huge consequences for each of the girls involved in this situation, and you saw the toll it took on 
multiple people, multiple lives, especially the life of the main character. Um, so the end, so that would be for me a good example of utilizing great power and getting and even like a just like just as great consequence of using that great power. Um, and that's like one major example. I think that's a really good example. I would suggest I would definitely suggest people watch it. It's a really good series. It's dark, even though it's like about magical girls. It's very very dark. So yeah, I fuck, yeah. I fuck with anything like. Wait. So like point, pointless aspects of the plot just bother me. Like if it doesn't add anything to the story, what is the point? For real. So is there um. Would you say was there anything that you would change like through um with the demon powers thing like the dynamic mm. of the whole um i got something inside of me or i'm sealed or cursed or something is there anything like that you would like to see done better do you feel like can be uh, better well done or written written mm, i think one is the aspect of not the creature inside of you ain't your friend and no matter how many pretty words you give it, it's not going to be your friend. Not everyone with the sob story is redeemable. Like, yes. you know, in Naruto, like, not everyone with the sob story is redeemable to be, friend, like, friends with you. Like, that's 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 not always the case. Because I think that's what I appreciate about Jujutsu Kaisen, like, with Sukuna and Yuji. Now, I will say um, something else that I really like. So, there's a show called Kimono Jihen. Mm-hmm. which is like involves like different supernatural creatures so you have yukiona well he's a boy but he's derived from a village of yukiana um tanuki's uh cubic well not cubie is it oh man it's like a fox i forgot what kind of it's 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 a fox i forgot i forgot i don't know if it's cubie or something else it's like a Japanese fox. Inari's out. It's, it's Inari. Inari. Mm-hmm. Um, Inari. Then you have um, spider. I think I want to say a spider type creature. I forgot the name of it. Like it takes from Japanese folklore. And there's this one called a kimono, which is the main character. He is a, um, he's basically a ghoul. So it's not necessarily a beast inside, but I like to see a lot of. One thing I did enjoy about the show was like the play on the different types of folklore and different supernatural creatures that are in Japanese folklore. Right. So like, I'm not saying it has to do that. This is just my personal, like my personal take, my personal take, but my personal preference. I like to see creatures that teach you, well, shows that'll teach you more about the creatures that are in Japanese folklore. Everybody knows about foxes. I'm not sure how many people know about tanukis and stuff like that. Like they're various various creatures in um japanese folklore and creatures like demons creatures spirits whatever have you that if you're interact with them can your interactions can even go very pretty well very safe or just terrible and you end up dead so i i think i would like a show that focuses more on the like folklore aspect of things but i think they have a lot of those when it comes to like horror i think there's like Mononoke is a very good, a good one, a good example. I heard of like, that one too. I went to speak to That's a good one too. It's a horror. It's about this medicine seller, and I want to say the Edo period. I could be wrong, um, but basically, he interacts. He basically exercises these creatures called Mononoke, 
Mm-hmm. And he used his ability to do so, but before he used to find out three things about the Mononoke, I have not watched this since in twenty since twenty nineteen, so it's been a minute. But it's very good. The animation's absolutely gorgeous. If you like really vibrant, different art styles and stuff, so I really enjoyed it. I think that was that's another part of like enjoying Hellgirl, Mononoke, Kimono Jihen, just shows that it showcase the different creatures that are with are within Japanese mythology. It's not a heavy, it's just something I personally like, but I also like Japanese mythology in general. But I think like beasts within, if they're especially if they're autonomous. Not necessarily being your friends at the end of the day because that's not how it always how it works. I agree with that. Hyde and Jekyll were not not friends at all. And even like when um with Demon Slayer and they have um Nezuko turns into a demon, but she's not as bad. I mean, I mean, I I get where they're going with it. Uh, I'm I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm so used to people like like good guys coming together with demons. And she's just like she's the only one not turning bad yet. It's cool. It's cool to see it, but at the same time, it's like, would it be cooler if they if she was evil and she like she turned against? What What are your thoughts on like on that one with the demon slayer and the whole like since we're on topic of demons with Mm. Nezuko? I think with Nezuko, because me, I'm not a huge demon slayer fan. I didn't hate it. Like. (laughs) First season, I almost dropped it because it like got slow and I kind of fell off for a minute. But I watched the whole thing when it like I think twenty nineteen when it first came out. Mm-hmm. So Nezuko, I, I, I like the idea of a Nezuko who turns against her brother because of her demon like nature. Right. Um, but I'm not mad at how they went with Nezuko because you know the bond of brother and sister and stuff. But I also like the idea of a Nezuko gone rogue and running away. And him trying to get her back and stuff. So I'm not, you know, totally off put And if they, I don't read the manga. Uh, I possibly plan on watching Mugen Train and watching season two. I, the jury's still out on that. But I, that would have been great, like a good climax to the end of seeing how he rebuilds his relationship with her. But like, I'm not mad at how they went about it because. At the end, you know, he has he has something to protect after he lost the rest of his family. So, yeah, because I know, like, I'm not mad at it either. And like I was saying, like, if she went to go rogue, or like, the more the story progressed, the more she tried to fight off like being taken over. And I feel like that would be like, I, in my opinion, just like a really interesting thing that goes with the plot. And I'm only an anime only when it comes to Demon Slayer too. And I'm not mm-hmm. the biggest Demon Slayer fan, but I I do like like you said the whole brother and sister dynamic of them coming together, and that that being his only sister, I, mm-hmm. I can see where they're going with that. But I feel like there needs to be at least more like, in my opinion, like it'll be cool to see more conflict, especially seeing that she's a demon and she's kind of she already has to fight off urges to like eat other people, but also it kind of affects the relationship of how like. He didn't mean to abandon her, but she feels abandoned. If that makes sense. Right. I would also like to see Nezuko struggle with the like. If there was like, because I don't know who uh, there's like a lot of other series that have done this. I feel like it's really good when you have the inner conflict on the side of like the character who you know went rogue or betrayed the main character or the main like the main protagonist and stuff. 
and they deal with the concept. So, for example, if Nezuko became like went to Muzan and worked beside him and stuff like that, and she more so she struggled with the idea of wanting to slaughter humans and eat them and stuff, and ended up doing that in a rage or something. And now she has to deal with the mental emotional consequences of doing so. And part of the part of her that still has a soft spot for her brother struggles with facing him because of what she has done. And I think that would have added some depth to her character if she they went that route with her. But because I, I love I love inner conflict. I love people to see people struggle mentally with like choices that they have been made because that's that happens. Like that's reality. Yeah, it's people, more realistic. People, it's more realistic, especially when people have like a conscious like some like when it comes to like people who are. Um, who has who have like antisocial personality disorder? Usually, they don't have regrets or anything. I like to see a lot more inner conflict in people who are antagonists and stuff. Like, for example, another example would be Hero from um, Iyashiki, who is basically well, we can't say he has antisocial personality disorder because he's not really old enough. But he, I feel like he's a borderline that pretty much. If that not that, then oppositional disorder. Um, I'm using mental health terms, but basically, I don't know if you watch any Yashiki. It's really good. Um, but basically, Hero goes through a lot of backs and forth with his, like, because he has a conscience for, for specific people, but in general, he doesn't give a fuck about humanity. And so he kind of, you see him start off as, like, this terrible, like, awful human being who takes lives of people because he can, because these abilities he's gained. And then you realize that there's that part of him that has a conscience when it comes to his family. He did those for another girl in his class, a girl in his class, and her grandmother and stuff. And he, you know, finds a finds some semblance of conscience after all the shit that he's done. So he goes like about it's like a lot of ups and downs with his character when it comes to him using his conscience and actually being considerate of people, people's like feelings and lives and stuff like I, I it's like a lot of dynamics and also another example would be ken Kaneki. like yeah I love that's it. actually a that's a very good example of the beast within because Kaneki goes through like not necessarily the beast within but like a lot of back and forth like Kaneki starts off as someone who never wants to be a girl ghoul started off as a human you know is dealing with having to adjust to eating people mm-hmm. Then he goes through psychological and physical torture from Jason. Then he re- acknowledges his ghoul nature, and then some other shit happens. And then he has to go through another, like a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of depth to connect his character. So for me, depth to a character is very important. Like, show me where they struggle mentally and emotionally. Show me what they are unsure of, or like, give me some. Like, give me some ups and downs. Uh, give me a roller coaster of a person. Kaneki is a great example of a roller coaster of a person because that man went through so many psychological changes and trauma. It's like he was, it's just, we saw Kaneki be nice and sweet and very calm and shy. And then we saw Kaneki become violent, destructive, prepared to break, have, kill motherfuckers. And then we saw Kaneki be calm and uh, calm and you know calculating, and we also saw him be calm and calculating on top of being violent and re- ready to maim someone if need be. So, and in the end, Kaneki ended up having his happy ending and you know kind of reconciling his identity as a ghoul and as you know who they 
it, I don't know if anyone read the manga. I would always recommend reading the manga because anime was ass. Yeah. And I know, like, me and you, like, we're, like, huge Tokyo Ghoul fans. And it's, like, like you were saying with his uh, psychology. And that's another thing, like, why I liked um, Kanki, too, because him embracing that side and just, like, he's thrown into this world where it's the ghouls and, like, all this chaos going on. And he's thrown into the mix. And then he has to learn how to adapt and to this new lifestyle and just seeing him go through all the psychological stuff and just like <laughs> physically, mentally, everything. It just shows, it just shows how much a person can change. Like their whole, their whole personality can change when it comes to like um, a whole new lifestyle and a whole like brand new thing that they have to embrace, which I really liked about Tokyo Ghoul too. Yeah, like we, cause trauma changes people. Right. Even if it's like something small, trauma impacts you. Stress and trauma specifically. Stress and trauma are life changing. Oftentimes, sometimes personality changing, like like incidents. So mm -hmm. I think I like to see the reality. Like another example, and this is not anime. I, I enjoy. I know a lot of people don't care, didn't care for Iron Man three, but I like the part where they showcase. Um, the effect on the Battle of New York on Tony Stark when he yes. kept having panic attacks. Yeah, and the PTSD. And the PTSD, because that's reality. People don't, you just don't, you don't go through near-death experiences without some type of effect. It may not be specifically PTSD, but you do have after effects. Like, even if it's not near-death, even if it's something that jolts, your, jolt, like, jolts you mentally and emotionally, it's some type of response that your body and mind, your mind was going to have to that even if it's already over. So I think it's important to showcase the elements that are realistic, especially when it comes to, you know, mental health and stuff. Like, I think that's important because yeah. it's not, people don't just fight, beeps on up, almost die, and just pop back up and be like, okay, cool, I'm great. That's not how it happens. Yeah. We see this when it comes to soldiers who come from, who, come, who are on active duty and come back home. We see this and people who are homeless. We see this and people who go through traumatic events, whether it's sexual assault or just, you know, getting mugged or robbed or something like that or held at gunpoint. Like trauma comes in different shapes and sizes. And I think anime, most anime shows are full of some form of trauma. And see, I think that's what probably Demon Slayer lacked. Like we've seen like Tondro be he's like he teared up and cried when his um when his family got killed and he uh he has to deal with his sister being a demon, but I don't really see him being like traumatized by that. The realistic events, or him or Nezuko, I feel like, like you said, like if it had more internal conflict, I feel like that would make Demon Slayer way better with writing, characters, everything. Because Tanjiro, even though he went through what he went through in Nezuko, I don't see that much depth. Like, yeah, he's saddened by the death, but you don't really see like the effects because he's still a child. And your whole family's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's definitely something that... Well, I, well I, maybe they got into that in the manga, because I don't read the manga. Um, maybe if, like, if Demon Slayer fans hear this, y'all, like, if you read the manga, you tell us, like, if that actually happens. But that didn't happen in season one. Yeah, season one did um, not have that at all. Right. So, I just, you know, I wouldn't... That would have been a good aspect to see. I like... I hate to say it like this, but I like seeing trauma on my characters. I like when they portray that. Because it's not as it's not easy to, to like everybody pretty much in anime needs fucking some form of therapy. Yeah. Okay. If you watch anime enough, you know 
everybody traumatized from something. And even with like that, with uh, Naruto, I feel like what would also would be dope too is like, because like when we start off um, with Kurama and Naruto, like Kurama is like supposed to be evil. And I feel like it would have been way better if he tapped into the side, like, yo, you should like, Naruto wants to be Hokage, but I think it'd be great if Kurama said, yo, why would you even want to be Hokage if these people hated you and they treated you like shit and then they did you so wrong and you feel lonely and you see some of his loneliness when he's like doing that talk no jutsu but i feel like it'd be so interesting like in the og naruto if kurama would have tapped into his dark emotions and tried he had to deal with the like an internal conflict of should i really help and become okage or should i really say f this because the way they made me feel i think they, they did do that they didn't do that with kurama but they did that with Dark Naruto. Remember, he was in front of the waterfall, and his darker person, like all of his, like the darker part of him, came out and basically said, "Like you are here trying to defend these people, but these people were treating you shit like like shit not too long ago. Why should we save them when they don't e- didn't even give a fuck about us at some point?" I do. I just think like it would have been great if Karama played on that, but they did that mm-hmm. in another way when it came to Dark Naruto. Yeah. I remember I saw that ship with him. Yeah, it was a shipping in, like, but it would have been interesting if, like, Karama preyed, like, preyed upon that a little bit more, but Karama was just tired of being in, in the teenage boy's body, so I feel it. Right, I just thought, like, yo, if he were, like, if Karama could have corrupted Naruto a little bit mentally, I feel like that would have been interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Okay. Like, if, because not everyone is, like, pure of heart and totally uncorrupted when it comes to being a protagonist. And that's why I like sometimes I like put questionable protagonists too. Like, are you really a hero? Like, what you're doing doesn't tell me you're a hero, but we're not going to get into the hero discussion because I have my ideas and thoughts about that. We did an episode on that with Virginia, so yeah. Because having these evil powers, I mean, like, they're cool, but I feel like, you know, it's still evil, so it kind of like it kind of can like corrupt you a little bit or possess you a little bit in some type of way with the internal conflict, mm-hmm. especially if you have a tragic backstory. Okay, there's another, there's definitely a show. Oh, okay, so remember Soul Eater? Yeah. Um, that time when Maka and Soul got infected by Krona's like black blood. I know what you're talking so, about. That little devil yeah, so guy on the, um, the little ogre, yeah, the little ogre on the piano. That's a, so that's another example because when they got corrupted, they turned into they succumbed to like madness a little bit, but they were able to make it out. But like there were other, I think there was another incident when Soul was almost corrupted and taken over by the madness, and Maka had to help him. I don't remember much of the anime because um, you know the anime is not that great. Mm-hmm. Just gonna put that out there. Yeah. But that's another good example of like characters becoming corrupted by you know, the monster, because the Black Blood was that stayed there, like, for a good while, a good minute, if I remember correctly. I remember he was, like, it was this devil guy on the piano, mm-hmm. and he tried to yeah. tap into that power, and then, like, I guess they tried, I forgot what it's called, it's called Soul Sync or something like that. Resonance? Yeah, or something like that, and they were fighting this um pointy-nosed guy with the top hat, and they had a, he had to tap into that, but the more he used it, I think the more corrupted he was, Soul was? Yeah. It came to a point where he overused it and almost became completely corrupted by the madness and stuff like that. 
and see like yeah and see stuff like that i would want to see like more in like the shonen genre too like like with a little bit more of like in og naruto or like in black clover or in yuyasha or any shonen particular like if you're using these evil powers or these demonic powers like have it be some type of consequence whether it's the more you use it or some type of backlash that you do get you know what i'm saying that would be pretty more interesting in my opinion like it'll be way more instead of just like kind of like a little bit more spamming it or just trying to like oh well if if such and such can't make it through um yada 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 kind of and even though this may not be like a demon power but a little bit like ichigo's hollow form mm -hmm. oh that's a good example that's a very good example i'm saying it's like why why ichigo or hichigo as like a lot of japanese people like i think they call it hichigo in japan yeah was had a good like great interactions with ichigo like he wasn't just a darker aspect of ichigo he was like a completely autonomous being and so like we learned what Ichigo actually was as the series became came you know as the series came to a close but Ichigo was like an interesting character to see him like corrupt and take over Ichigo and utilize you know I guess Gus and show kind of a lot better than Ichigo did but that's beside the point <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like I like those twisted elements of people's character um not just the character, but like whether it's a inner beast or like part of like oh, okay, I'll specify with saying this. I like it when the monster or the inside the beast within the demon within is more autonomous and doesn't just turn you into like some mindless beast who can just destroy everything. But I like actively like care like active monsters within who are just like I know what I want. I can articulate that and verbalize it. And I know what I'm gonna do to once I get once I have control of your body, like Sakuna, like Hichigo, like I don't know. There's another one. I don't know. There's there's so many other examples. I can't think of them right now. Uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I, I blame my I, I, I blame my uh me being tired and old. Yeah, I do. I know the ones I mainly know is like. Like I said, I keep mentioning Inuyasha and Naruto because I know those are like the most um, the most popular ones I know that like that I see it done with, mm -hmm. especially in sometimes like in the beginning, like what they did with Jujutsu Kaisen, and then he had to make that deal, and now he can't just like he can he can take over Yuji's body under certain certain uh, circumstances and right. stuff like that. So Yuji can't just Yuji can't just like use his power or keep him locked up without using his stuff in it. No, it, under certain circumstances that Yuji can't remember, Sakuna can't take take control of his body. Exactly. Because even even Go Gojo said when uh, Yuji came back to life, because that was part of the deal. He'll bring Yuji back to life if this happens. If he he'll bring Yuji back to life if he if Yuji beats him. But if he beats Yuji, he'll bring him back to life, but he won't remember what the deal was made. I can't remember the specifics. I think he gets control of Yuji for like two to three minutes or something like that. Yeah, because um, I know that when he was fighting Megumi and he's like, don't you care what happens? He's like, I don't give a damn. He's like, and he threw the heart on the ground. He's like, I don't give a 
that nigga said he just threw his shit on the ground like it was some gum. I was like, damn. <laughs> I mean, that's my man though, but damn. No, he didn't. He didn't give it. He didn't give it. Give a shit to where it's he like he does not give a shit about you. Which is why yeah. it always irritates me when people want to compare him to Karama. Like. No, they're not the same person. Sakuni will never be Yuji's friend. Sakuni will more than likely be the final boss of this entire series. Right. And he can't... He can't even... He can't spam it like other, like, you see with other um, protagonists, too. Mm-hmm. He can't spam it. He... Shit, he feels... Like, current Yuji feels bad about what happened with Sh- and the, uh, Shibuya. And Shibuya and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no coming back from that. Right. Sakuna don't give a fuck about none of y'all. Like, he said, he cho- he wakes up every morning and chooses violence. Ain't no talk no juice with Big. Like, if Naruto tried to talk to Sakuna about, about use talk no juice to Sakuna, slice him in half, use him a little shrine, and leave his ass to die. That's it. There is no going back. Boom. Mm-hmm. I hate to see it, though. But shout out to my man. Yeah, I mean, as long as they put in their own twist to it, I feel like with the demon powers, if you're putting your own twist to it and you have some original idea that you're trying to, like, push with it, I feel like it's going to be all right. Right, and it's, it makes fucking sense, too. Like, it's not thrown together just for the hell of it. Like, oh, here's, like, this random demon power that you have. We're not going to really explain it. It's just there because it sounds cool. No, make the shit make sense because if it doesn't make sense, then I'm going to be upset. Exactly. I hate things that I like things when they're well detailed and explained and they tie into the story really fucking well. I hate shit that's thrown in there just because it sounds cool. Like, okay, how does this apply to the story or the original plot? How does this increase? How, how does this take away or or you know give more to the character and impacts? Like, I, I need more than just cool power. Here you go. Oh, okay. So, what 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 comes with this cool power? Blah blah blah. So I like I like things when there are details and even hidden details that you have to really think about that makes sense. Right. I don't know. I'm just I just like complex <laughs> complexities. I just like complexities in my in my uh, shit characters and in my show, which was terrible. And Sunny Boy, like that shit's too much. Yeah. Like those are terrible fucking show. Sonny Boy was just random and out of nothing. I haven't I seen like that one. My Sonny Boy. Look, look, don't watch it. If you watch it, you know, that it is definitely your decision, but like, that, it wasn't terrible. The music is good, mm-hmm. but it's just like a lot of the shit just, maybe I gotta rewatch it, which I won't be doing, but <laughs> it just, like, a lot of the shit just did not, it was just like, this is happening. Okay, now next episode. I, like, I will watch every episode hoping that somebody would like make a little bit more sense. But it was just... Maybe it's too complex for my mind. Maybe I'm just fucking stupid. But I actually, like, I heard like people I've talked to about it, they said basically the same thing. Like, it just... it It's okay to be complex, but don't be so complex that you lose the audience in your plot. Like, you lose the plot and you lose the audience. Because yeah. now I don't know why these fucking kids... How the fuck these kids got back and and half of these kids got lost and lost and shit like what what is going on like motherfuckers got abilities and stuff but this motherfucker don't but suddenly he does but like apparently he it's his fault they drifted off but it's not it's just like y'all gotta pick y'all gotta pick y'all battles and y'all not picking very good ones like this this is like moderate versus the united ninja alliance and shit like y'all 
was like plot beating your ass. See, because like I kind of felt that way when I was watching Demon Slayer, and they and see I I let it slide, but when they made Nezuko a demon, right, and they said, well, she's not a bad one, she's a good one, she's this because you know, oh, or like when the guy I forgot his name, the one with the red mask, he's like, I put a spell on her to make her more likable to humans and she had to fight that urge and so i'm like so out of all the demons she's the only one that could just turn that way or she's the only one that can be like she she doesn't attack humans and it's kind of like and you know when some of the demon slayers like when they met the hashira it's like our job is to kill demons what if she attaches in a which makes sense because at the end of the day she's still a demon but then they try to explain like no she's not like the other demon she's just special just because and, and yeah and it's just like mm, i'm like i guess but at the same time it's like i understand why she won't attack her brother or anything like but i and you know they put the muzzle on her and she's in the amazon box and it's just like i mean i'm i see it's like you try to like give it a pass but it's somewhat believable at the same time you're like is it you know, I'm trying to. You're trying to make sense out of it. So it's like, do I really, do I really buy it, or do I really like, just say, well, fuck it, you know? It's, it's right, like a little bit like, conflicting. Sometimes, some for some things, you just gotta let let it go and just leave it where it is. Hmm. So, because you know, if you try to figure out why this is happening, then you you'll never get you more than likely you won't get an answer. And then you'll be unsatisfied. So sometimes you just gotta take things as they are. That's difficult. It's like with Sunny Boy, I had to take the bullshit as, as, as it is. Just took it. And then I gave it like two stars. Mm-hmm. And I think one or two stars. The only thing that saved it was the fucking music. It was the only thing I really enjoyed. It was, all the characters just fell fucking flat. They never explored some shit that I was wondering, curious about. It's just... It was a lot. And Serial Experiments Lane just was terrible. The main character was fucking awful. She was just boring and shit. I'm just... ugh. Jesus, I hate terrible ass series that don't make no fucking sense. See? And I don't mean in a good type way, don't make no fucking sense. Like, ID Invaded is, com- is complex as shit, but I can understand it because it makes fucking sense. It's terrible. See, I hate it here. That's, that's how I low-key feel about Demon Slayer, though. Like, it's not a bad anime, but it's not like... I wouldn't put it, like, in my top ten. Or top ten. Oh, no, I wouldn't either. I feel bad. In the, in the top twenty, like we everybody knows that the animation is good and the um some there are some likable characters, but and it did a great job at the box office with the Mugen Train movie. I liked it when I saw it, but it's just some things just don't add up to me. Like I understand it's fiction, but at the same time, like if you have whether it's you're explaining a power or why a certain character did a certain way or how they unlock something, it has to be somewhat explained and make some type of sense. Mm-hmm. Or you just like you're just like bullshitting the audience. You know, it's kind of slapping the face to the audience when it's just like it's not explained properly or it didn't it didn't add up. You know what I'm saying? It's like you insult right. the you insult the intelligence of the audience. And that's one thing I hate. Like you're not finna insult my intelligence with this foolishness that you try to just throw mm. throw on there like it was like like it was like something off top like what top shelf or something and these foolish shit in the last minute. That's how it feels like sometimes with some of these anime. Yeah, like cause you seen season one of um Demon Slayer, right? Yeah, I've seen season you one. Seen the whole thing. 
Yeah, the whole thing. Like, I watched the whole thing. It took me a minute, but I watched the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So you remember when he had to do the blood demon art and he mixed the fire dancing with um, with Nezuko's blood demon art and he had to just, he finally was able to decapitate the demon's head. Like, I do think that was based on, I think they explored that in the, in the manga. I do want to say they did explore that in the manga. I think it's something to do with... Somebody's ancestor or some shit like that. I don't fucking know. I know that his father taught him how to do like the fire dance and everything. Like I understand that part. I understand him using that, cutting through it. But what I didn't really get is that when Nezuko pulled the blood demon art and then mixed it in together, and it's just like, wait a second. Like I know Nezuko's a demon and she fights sometimes, but now she knows how to activate a blood demon type of power to enhance it because if she knew how to do that or when did she learn how to like learn demon techniques a low key like i'm just like i, I don't want to take away like how dope the scene looks but sometimes you gotta like when you're trying to put two and two together it's like when did she learn how to do that shit? i don't know that, that like that's when it comes to demon slayer i'm kind of like I'd have my thoughts on it, but I, you know, as far as the whole abilities popping out of nowhere thing, which isn't for new, I think some of those things are, may have been like, I that the blood art thing, I don't know if they, they explained that. Like, all of a sudden, she has abilities. Bitch, we've been in a bad situation like a couple of times. You couldn't do this before. Yeah. You know Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, like the dude with the drum. Like, you didn't want to try to do that then? Yeah, I'm confused, but you know what? Maybe she does it again, and we figure out like she all of a sudden just. I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah, her mom just said, "Help your brother," and she said, "Okay, blood demon art, boom." I'm like, since when did Nesuko learn this shit? Child, <laughs> That's what I, am. I don't even know at this point, but I mean. Mm-hmm. It's okay though. Right. I, I, I let the let the Demon Slayer fans have their. Yeah, I'll let them have stuff. it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So overall, like, final question, so we could go ahead and wrap this up too. It's like, so with the demon powers, should it? Do you think that it should be explored more, but just in a unique way, or do you think like? They should stick to the same formula with it's just um with it's just yo, we meet this person or I eat something or I get something sealed inside of me. Do you think they should just when they continue it, do you think it's just they should just try something new or or do you think they should just stick with the same formula? I think that they should do whatever works best for that series. So for me, I like Part of the majority of me wants them to try something new, but the day downside to trying something new is that you run the risk of losing your audience if it's not planned out or done well enough to capture them. Like, okay, this is a new approach to this. I think I'm fucking with this. But I also think if they're gonna reuse a formula, they need they don't have to break the mold, but they can't make it like like thrown together. Like, oh, we gonna copy exactly like it. Like, if you're gonna do something similar to previous anime, make it work for the show. Like some things, some shows are made for having the formula be repeated, and that's okay. It works well, but some shows need something that's a little bit more fr- like fresh. That's like fresher than that. So I think it's just based on the plot, the characters, and how 
the plot actually progresses in general based off of how they approach the whole like demon inside type of thing like i don't know it's just i think it just varies but i think they it just it just depends on the series itself because i could say i think they should try something new but they tried something new with the series that would have better had it if it was more so uh i got it sealed inside of me or i was possessed by it because i did something else or that's just my demonic side or something like an yasha or something like it it just it just like the plot things work well for some series but for others they don't work as well i'll say that i see what you're saying because some things it may work for one series it's not going to work for yours if it don't Mm -hmm. if it's not executed right like sakuna's character like i don't think sakuna's like manifestation of yuji but how it is done I think works really well for how Yuji, like the, the plot, but also Yuji as a person, because Yuji is not this, like Yuji is basically, well, for what, for, as as far as we know, as far as anime, I'm a based off anime only. For anime only, Yuji is a normal human being who just was trying to take care of his grandfather before he passed away, and then he just happened to ingest Sakuna's finger. Mm-hmm. So I think that works well because Yuji was never, you know, trying to be some great, didn't have this huge overwhelming goal that took, like, Yuji was just an average person just trying to live his live his life and stuff. And of course, and also after his grandfather died, live his life according to what his grandfather told him. And I think that worked well as far as in him ending up ingesting Sakuna's finger. And then we saw Yuji grow from that average person to not like the greatest source, Jujutsu sorcerer, but someone who's just figuring things out with all these changes in his life while, you know, adjusting to what, like adjusting his trajectory to what he wants out of life. Like in this case, wanting to die surrounded by people and stuff like that would based off like, you know, kind of, kind of based off of what his grandfather told him to do, like surround himself with like good friends and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I see where you were coming from. Like for me, I would say this: if some, if there's a manga out there, and they're basing it on demons, or your protagonist or side character has this hidden demon power, or hidden evil power that they use for, um, they're trying to use that power for good. I would say try to put your own twist on it. If you're inspired by something, that way, it's more. It's it doesn't like a copy and paste, but it looks way more like. Okay, yeah, I want to I want to create that formula, but at the same time, I want to do my own thing with it. That way it doesn't look like I'm just like mirroring the same thing uh, from a previous series. All right. Whether it's like like we were talking about like the internal conflict, that would be very dope to see or some type of consequence or backlash or type of curse that would um they would have the protagonist or side character would have. So, that's something I would like to see going forward yeah i like i like the idea of like someone summoning like i don't know if they've done this in anime they might have i don't know but someone summoning something and either they become possessed or the demon just becomes ingrained in their lives somehow like something like that because i haven't seen a lot of anime where there's spirituality and possession involved and stuff so there would be an example of something different when it comes to this whole approach to just including demons in the plot yeah, that would be cool. People that. 
and you know they can like reference old horror films they can reference like Sadoko from The Ring or I think her name's Keiko from The Grudge like Japan has a lot of lot of like horror series and horror movies that America's made ripoffs of I'll like completely confess that but just a lot of like like horror films and references to ghosts and demons and stuff those are ghosts specifically but like it's just an example like references to ghosts and demons and stuff to where the anime anime could like take from that like at some point Japan had the whole like a chisel had the horror game and a choco because America was making remakes of their shit so yeah, I think I think they have a lot of material when it comes to demons and like not using demons in anime. Yeah, especially like you said, like the folk the folklore thing that was like I know they use a little bit of that demon slayer, but like you were saying, like that's a good like mythology that they tap into too. Mm-hmm. Like like especially like like learning about Japanese mythology and folklore is so interesting. You learn a lot. When you look it up, what well, I read from Wikipedia, which is not the greatest source, but at least I know a little bit of something. So that's how I, that's that's what I think about it. There's too many creatures in Japanese mythology that you know could resemble demons in series if you implement them properly. Right. Uh, yeah. So before you go, do you want to go ahead and uh, pub your things where they could follow you and uh, your social media pages, everything? Of course. So y'all follow me on Twitter at Panda underscore Dadon. That's P-A-N-D-A underscore D-A-D-O-N. Follow Worst Gen Pod, W-O-R-S-T-G-N-P-O-D. We're dropping new episodes and stuff. Make sure you tune in to uh, Anime After Dark Clubhouse. That's on a uh, room on Clubhouse where we talk about different anime, anime-related topics and stuff every Wednesday at 9.30 Central Standard Time. So if you're not on Central Standard Time, you know, figure out what time you're on and just kind of coincide with that. But it's the Clubhouse Room. We drop links every Wednesday for the room and stuff. So, you know, make sure you're following me, Worship Pod. And we, we all, Worship Pod does it alongside a Black Anime Podcast. Shout out to Mike and Sine. Um Shout out to the people. I'm trying to think of if I'm forgetting anything. I don't think so. But yeah, follow all of, follow me, follow Worship Pod. Um, Tune into Anime Dark Clubhouse. Oh, and the pregame is every every Wednesday at eight forty five Central Standard Time. So it's in the evening, so it's very fun. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun on like in Clubhouse shows. I would definitely tune in if I were you all. But I think as far as anything else, I have to pub. Um. Oh, one hundred. The Watch One Hundred Anime Challenge. We're almost at the end of the year. Um. So. The shout out to Tail and Steve. Uh, Tail is from My Chick Waifu, My, My Chick Waifu Waifu, and uh, Steve is from Inside the Mind of a Blurred. Shout out to them uh, for doing this project with me for watching 100 anime within the year 2021. Um, if you don't know what that is, you will see rules about it on my um, page on Twitter. Uh, the rules are there. If you want to join in, it's never too late. You know. Um, but it's a challenge where you try to watch 100 anime within the year. But if not, if 100 doesn't work, do it. Just do it's a no pressure um, type of challenge. Just do so. Just watch anime that you feel like you never like would normally watch and expand your horizons and your interests. Uh, I think that's all I have to pub though. Mm. Shit, yo. And if 
just to my audience, yo, if you haven't been to Anime After Dark, definitely check it out. I love friggin' going over there, giving takes. They're real good people. And they don't act Hollywood like the other people. And they actually give you a chance to speak. Mm-hmm. We, we, we be wild and wild in the clubhouse room, but like we definitely gonna give people like the stage when they ask for it. So uh, we do we do charge five dollars for bad takes though. <laughs> I just want to let y'all know. We do charge $5 for uh, bad takes. So just to let you know, if you have terrible takes, have that money ready, okay? Like, don't be up here missing. Please don't, because we had, we had motherfuckers missing this past Wednesday. That shit was funny. Well, funny we, I ain't going to lie. Uh, the one that pissed me off is the Full Metal Alchemist one. It said, ooh, what? Ooh. I was just like, because I was trying to get like a scope of like, what he was talking about, and I was just like, "Nah, fam, because that don't sound right." Because you ain't watched the show. Just say you didn't watch the show. It's okay. Hmm. It's okay. He said Mustang was the only person that got development. And I'm just like, you definitely didn't watch the show oh, like, because wow. even did we forget about Lane and Greed and uh, Scar? Jaume. Uh, Al got some. Actually, Al got a little bit more character development. So did Ed. Ed, Ed definitely developed. Exactly. Too, thank God. And my man Scar. Like, like what the Scar? Like, like all of them had some form of development in some way. Just say you didn't pay attention. It's okay yeah. to say you just didn't pay attention because I promise you, everybody had some form of development. Exactly. Like. Girl. People were saying that oh, alchemy was magic, and I'm like, wow! I was like, alchemy you know? is based off of an actual science, and people need to stop like acting like they know everything when they don't. Wait, do y'all not? Did y'all not say chemistry? See, that's what chemistry. I'm saying. Like first episode, he's reading off the periodic table. I'm like, he's literally, literally, and Ed has some development because Ed, who was born knowing about alchemy and trying to use alchemy and use alchemy throughout the whole series realize that alchemy is not the end all be all to to like life and shit and that's what truth wanted everybody to realize stop using alchemy as a solution for everything because that's going to get you end up you gonna end up losing more than you gain exactly like literally we and i think that's one of the best like parts like it realized it doesn't matter whether i have alchemy or not what's important is whether i have them with me or not Exactly. And if and if y'all haven't checked out my episode where I talked about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, perfection does not exist. Perfection does not exist. I break that down perfectly. Definitely go listen to it. Okay. Yep, yep. But yeah, man, that concludes this episode of the Geek World Podcast. Um, thanks. I want to say thank again, Panda, for coming through. I appreciate you. It's no yeah. problem. Thank you for having yeah. me. I had fun. Yeah. I'm glad to have you on. Bro. Right. So with that being said, thank y'all for listening. Peace. Yeah.